Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to today's Wednesday, the 24th of January here at Bethel. Uh, Randy Clark is going to be speaking and sharing, uh, and people are going to be healed. I believe some people are going to be saved and uh, set free, and it's going to be really, really cool. Um, I heard this morning uh, in prayer that um, that spinal cords were going to be healed, that people who have out of alignment, uh, how do you say, chronic out of alignment in their spinal cords were going to be healed. <clears throat> I also heard this morning that um, uh, that joints that were uh, askew because of uh, trauma, car accidents, uh, sporting events, whatever, uh, they are going to be healed. Um, I felt too that uh, that <clears throat> some people with brain injuries were going to be healed as well, and we need to take those things and we need to go with them. And I and I, and I see that um, immensely so much. Well, welcome today to Tom and Sarah Abounding Hope Ministries, Abounding Hope um, broadcast, and um, we're gonna we're gonna continue on John chapter 7, uh, and I hope you've been enjoying these. Go ahead and leave a comment saying that you have. Even if you've watched it later, even if you've watched it later, it doesn't really matter uh, because <clears throat> God's time uh, is always the right time. I remember I was watching a video from 2008, and I think it was 2014 at the time or 2013, and um, <clears throat> it was uh, videoed in 2008. It was called the um, <clears throat> the seven spirits of God, the seven characteristics are from uh, 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 Isaiah chapter 11. And, um, and then <clears throat> oh, the, the speaker had a prophetic word for me, specifically called me out by name. And it was really, really cool. So um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you're watching these today, tomorrow, tonight, whatever, uh, or watching them live, because I believe God speaks regularly. So anyway, we're in John chapter 7. Uh, if you want information about my ministry, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and we'll send you information. Also, if you have um, <clears throat> a desire to donate to the ministry, we're looking for $400 per month pledge and um, <clears throat> people who will commit for one year to pay uh, to, to, to put into this ministry for Four hundred dollars, uh, not one person, but as many people can. We're trying to to raise four hundred dollars per month for the uh, for the next year, uh, so that we can help feed the poor. We can do things um, uh, specifically, you know, for homeless. We want to do things for the uh, <clears throat> for the community, and so if you want to help out, feel free. Uh, contact me, and we'll tell you how to do it. Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Um, uh, Zell, all these things. Uh, I have a GoFundMe account <clears throat> right now. I'm walking everywhere, and uh, so I have a GoFundMe account to try to get some transportation. It's three thousand dollars is what I'm trying to raise for that for transportation. Anyway, praise God. God is good. Um, we'll talk more about that later. I have two books that are for sale. One of them is called SOS: A Fifty Day Journey into the Heart of God. It's an interactive uh, journal that you can um, interact with the Holy Spirit. You can interact with the Lord and, uh, and, and, and he will, I believe he will bless you mightily in that. Um, and 
you know, it's only for 50 days, geared for five to 10 minutes a day. So for men, especially the, the um, most men that I know don't spend a whole lot of time, but they can spend five to 10 minutes with the Lord. And um, also, um, I have another book, it's called From Breakdown to Breakthrough. Um, you know, if you're burned out, if you are um, going through going through a nervous breakdown, like I did in 2018, uh, what happens is that we need to be refreshed. The Bible says that he restores my soul. And there's resources in that book uh, for soul health. David said, oh, my soul, why are you uh, disquieted? Why are you um, having trouble, basically? And he said, put your hope in God. And that's, uh, <clears throat> and that uh, is the verse that, um, that I use uh, used in that book. Uh, it's It's got some uh, testimonies in there from when I went to New York and some things that had happened earlier. But um, praise God, go get those two books. If you get them from me, they're $20, which includes shipping. If you get them from Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble or Walmart, whatever, that, that way <clears throat> that helps out um, with, with the finances and, and the cost to run this ministry. Anyway, here we are in verse uh, um, 32, all right? Now, remember in verse 31, they said, could he be the Christ? Could he be the Messiah? You know, could anybody possibly do any more signs than this man has done? So, verse 32, when the Pharisees uh, heard, when the, uh, uh, when, 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 when the religious leaders heard these rumors circulating about Jesus, they went with the leading priests and temple guards to arrest him. And uh, <clears throat> isn't it funny that when you start to say things that upset the status quo and they're truthful, I know people that say things to, to upset the status quo and they're not truthful, but when you're doing them and, and, they're, and they're truthful and they go against the traditions of man, um, <clears throat> they go to try to get you arrested. And then Jesus said, my days with you are numbered. Then I will return to the one who sent me, verse 34, and you will search for me and not be able to find me for where I am, you cannot come. This is a, a, um, <clears throat> a statement of Jesus that is incredible. He's telling them he's about to return to the realm uh, where God dwells, where I am. He says, <clears throat> for where I am, that's God's name, you cannot come. Now remember in Je Jeremiah chapter uh, 29, verse 13, he says, you will seek me and you will find me if you search for me with all your heart. <clears throat> so, excuse me, man, oh man. Um, the deal is, is that those people are hungry. If you seek me, you will find me if you search for me with all your heart. Here he's saying, you will seek me and not be able to find me you will search for me and not be able to find me for where I am, for where God is, where, for where God, you cannot come. All right, obviously he's talking about the cross. Ah, like I said, coffee's addicted to me. 
And when the Jewish leaders heard this, they discussed among themselves, where could he possibly go that we won't be able to find him? Is he going to minister in a different land where our people live scattered among the nations? Is he going to teach those that are not Jews? <clears throat> now, many, uh, many of the tribes of Israel, uh, the Jewish people, were in Assyria, Iran, Afghanistan area, and other adjacent nations, Jordan, and, and other things. Um, uh, and these had been taken captive and yeah, but before Jesus was uh, alive. That was 722, 722 B.C. And, uh, and you can see in 2 Kings 17 and 18, okay? But is he going to reach uh, those who are not Jews, okay? Um, and they, uh, what, he, what did he really mean by the statement, you will search for me and not be able to find me and where I am, you cannot come? What did he mean by that? Okay, so Jesus throws him a curveball and messes him up a little bit. And, um, and it's really, really cool because Jesus is, uh, he, Jesus cracks me up, okay? Jesus makes me laugh because he says things to them that are enigmas. They're, they're really um, hidden mysteries all the time, okay? First, he says in Jeremiah, if you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me with all your heart. And then he says, and this is really cool. Right after that, he says, he says to these guys, and you will search for me and not be able to find me. Because these people will not search for him with all their heart. They're not searching for him. They're searching to get him. They're searching to, to, to beat him. And it's not going to happen. <clears throat> and then in verse 37, and then on the most important day of the feast, the last day. Okay, now we're in the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, uh, when man feasts on stuff from this world, they're still thirsty for something deeper. They're, they're thirsting for something. And Jesus is telling them, uh, he's wanting them to, um, uh, to, to, to drink of him. They're still thirsty for those, uh, and he wants to satisfy those who are seeking God. Only Jesus can satisfy and quench the thirst that's in your soul. The thirsting of your spirit, Jesus is the only one that can quench that. You cannot be quenched by the Lord with anything but the Lord. It's, it's just not going to happen. This is the last day of the feast. This is the day for him to be satisfied and to satisfy these people. He says, all you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Remember in, uh, in Isaiah, I think it's 55. We're going to go there. I think it's 55. He says, everyone who thirsts, 55.1, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, 
buy wine and milk without money and without price. And then in verse two, he says, your wages don't satisfy. Eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance if you come to him. I believe that this is a reference to that. Are you thirsty? Come and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being. The root word here, flowing, is the same word, uh, is the same root as the river Jordan, which means flowing, like it's flowing down. Rivers of living water will flow down from the throne within. You remember Ezekiel 38. I love the Bible. Is it 38? And, uh, and, and, and in that, um, <clears throat> in that, in that whole scene with the water flowing from the throne, that's what he's talking about. It flows from the, from the throne down and it goes ankle deep, knee deep, and then so much water that you can't even swim in it. And that's what's going to come out of your innermost being. In Ezekiel 47, it talks about that. And that's, that's the verse I was looking for, Ezekiel 47. And, uh, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this because this is a tremendous, tremendous thing. He says, he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. Now you see how a specific Ezekiel is talking about this. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around to the outside outer gateway faces east and there was water running out of the right side. And the man went to the east with a line in his hand and he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me to the waters and the waters were up to my ankles. And then again, a thousand cubits and the water was up to my knees. And again, he measured a thousand and he brought me through and it came up to my waist. And again, and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. The water in which one must swim, uh, a river cannot be crossed. Therefore, he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. <clears throat> and <clears throat> so God wants to take you and give you overflowing. He wants to give you abundance. Everybody say abundance. Jesus here was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers uh, were being prepared to receive. Remember, he says that there's one coming after me. And it's expedient for me to go. It's necessary for me to go that I can prepare, that the, that the Spirit can come. But the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet uh, been unveiled in his full splendor. And then, so you have to understand that Jesus had to go so the Holy Spirit could come. Now, one time I asked the last Jesus,
why did he ask the father in the Garden of Gethsemane to take this cup away from him? Now, beyond the natural things like the, the crucifixion, the pain, the suffering he was going to have to go through, the, um, I believe he knew that God was going to turn his back on him when he said, oh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, <clears throat> I think that uh, beyond that, um, you know, I felt like the Lord told me I didn't want to go. I liked ministering to people. I liked seeing people healed. I like seeing people set free. But then he said, I had to go so I could send the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus did it. But the Holy Spirit who lives in us is able to use us in that same capacity. So Jesus leaving was able to multiply himself on earth through believers to fulfill his commission. <clears throat> I believe part of that commission is <clears throat> Acts 10.38, which says how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all who were afflicted of the devil. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be my witnesses in, Ju in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus here is prophesying about the Holy Spirit. That believers, not just anybody, but believers were being prepared to receive. Okay? Jesus had not been unveiled in his glory, one version says. Here he says splendor. The splendor of his resurrection, the glory of his ascension into heaven. Just as water poured out of the rock when Moses struck it, even though Moses was supposed to speak it, so the wounded side of Jesus poured out water to heal to sick and to bring life to everyone who believes. The Holy Spirit poured out of Christ into a church at Pentecost. You see, there's a pouring out that's going to happen. The Holy Spirit will be poured out when Jesus is glorified. I believe that that is today. You glorify Jesus and the Holy Spirit will be poured out. If you glorify Jesus where you worship and worship him and honor him and, 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 and give him and hallow him, When you do that, God ends up going ballistic and pouring out. And when the crowd heard these words, some said, this man is really a prophet. Others said, he is a Messiah. But others said, how could he be the anointed one since he came from Galilee? Remember, we talked about that yesterday. Don't the scriptures say that he will be one of David's descendants and be born in Bethlehem? Well, you know, he was the city of David. They missed it. Bible knowledge alone will not bring you to Christ. Giving your life to him will bring you to Christ. So the crowd was divided over Jesus and some wanted him to be arrested, but no one dared to lay a hand on him. 
I don't see anything here that Jesus deserved to be arrested for, except that he was coming against the traditions of man. <clears throat> and we do that sometimes, don't we? We push Jesus aside because of our traditions. The, the seven last words of a dying church are, we've never done it that way before. We have never done it. We haven't done it that way before. Remember, God is consistent, but he's unpredictable. His nature will never change. But the way he deals with us is unpredictable. You'll get that on the way home. Jesus wasn't concerned about what they were thinking. He wanted them to turn to him. And sometimes you have to throw a wrench in the works to kind of get their attention. They go, what? What just happened? You have to throw a trick play in there every once in a while. You got to throw a curveball. And Jesus did that here. Because now he's turning his attention uh, in, in this passage from him to bringing the Holy Spirit. It's important. He wants you to seek him so that you can find him if you search for him with all your heart and not be like the religious leaders that he said, you will search for me, but not be able to find me. He wants you to run after I am. He wants you to run after God with all the passion of your heart. Are you willing to do that? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Is it worth it to you? Is everything worth it to you to go after God? To leave behind the stuff from this world so that he can fill you with himself and then be your source. Now, I'm not saying to... Uh, to quit your job. I'm not saying to do all that. What I'm saying is, are you willing to give up your reputation for him so that you can be have a reputation in heaven so that the devil wakes up when uh, the devil, uh, every time you wake up in the morning, the devil is fearful. Is your name known in hell? Do they know you? Do they fear you? Or are they just kind of like, nah, he's up again, it's cool. When I wake up in the morning, I want the devil to shake in his boots. I remember this missionary, and I can't remember his name, but I remember the missionary that said, some people want to live within the sound of the chapel bells, but I want to build my house a yard from the gate of hell. I want to get as many people as I can into the kingdom. And I want the devil to be mad that I woke up. I don't want it to be easy for him to tempt me. I don't want it to be easy for him to take me out. I want to depopulate hell and populate heaven. <clears throat> and when you get that in your heart, you're going to make people mad. I remember a guy by the name of Arthur Blessed, 
who walked around the world. I think he went to every country around every continent around the world, every country, and walked um, with this cross on his shoulders. And uh, and and he was hated by a lot of people. In fact, uh, during the Carter uh, years as president, during the primaries, he ran for president because God told him to. And he would carry the cross around the nations, and he went into Iran, Iraq. Uh, he went Middle East, the the Far East, the West, every nation. Sometimes he was greeted with joy. Other times he was greeted with hatred and rocks and stuff. And, and some of the countries that he was not allowed in, he walked in right at the border. He just kind of like walked around, you know. But still, he brought the cross into every nation. They will hate you because they hate him. People will love you because they love him. And if you seek him, you will find him if you search for him with all your heart. Are you thirsty for him? Isaiah 55, John 7 here. I got to put my glasses on so I can see the verse. John 7, 37. Are you thirsty? Come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe me. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out of you. And that's the Holy Spirit that bursts out of you and can change a lost and dying world. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is, um, we're gonna stop here. We're gonna pick up uh, tomorrow. But uh, just understand that God wants you. You know, you remember that thing with, with Uncle Sam? He said, we want you. I want you. You know, yeah, God wants you. Not so that you can be a number in heaven, but that you can change the world here. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Lance. Thank you so much for joining me because, uh, I mean, we're, we're going to con continue on. If you want more information about my ministry, Tom and Sarah Ministries, it's Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Uh, again, uh, if you want to buy my books, I have two books for sale. One of them is called SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. It's a devotional geared five to 10 minutes a day on the Song of Solomon. And then I also have another one from Breakdown to Breakthrough and uh, My Journey to Soul Health. And you can get that book. Both of them from me are $20, including which includes shipping. And uh, you can get it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and um, <clears throat> Walmart.com, whichever you want to use. Also... Um, you know, if you want to donate to the ministry, I'm trying to raise 400. I'm trying to have pledged uh, $400 a month so that I can help feed the homeless, get them blankets, get them uh, tarps. You know, some of them need tarps. Some of them need sleeping bags. And if we can find sales, we go and buy them and we hand them out. Um, not that we can, not that we can um, have them continue in the lifestyle, but that they can be brought out of the lifestyle into a, a life that, it, you know, I believe that every person alive has a purpose. Every person that has um, been consummated or has been given life, even in the womb, has a purpose and God gives them that purpose. Well, we want to be able to people to reach their purpose. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, again, we take Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, 
Zell. I have a GoFundMe account to get a, uh, a vehicle for down here uh, in Reading. If you want to donate to that, it's a, there's a GoFundMe account for it. Uh, I'll probably post those. But anyway, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me, and we'll, and we'll see you tomorrow.